end on this though. If Precious was really mad, well, isn't they not Precious? That's the other. No, his yeah, name is This, That's not this is uh, Isaiah Stewart. Yeah, Isaiah Stewart. If he was really mad when he first got up, he would have hit LeBron. I don't. I think. I think he was a little shocked. And I mean, probably got his bell rung. LeBron is a is a big dude. Six eight two fifty, bro. He, he down to two forty. Yeah. <laughs> and he. I mean, and he in top physical condition. He probably. LeBron hit you, you like, oh, what? <laughs> Did I just get struck? <laughs> and he got not and, struck though. Did yes. I just get struck? <laughs> yeah, you he ain't hit me. Now nah, he struck me, dog. I'm watching these niggas. I hope to get rich and they switch up and shit like they did it themselves. Yeah. Where you at, Mike? Yeah. yeah. I'm watching these niggas. I hope to get rich and they switch up and shit yeah. like they did it themselves. <laughs> Watching these niggas, I hope they get rich and they switch up and shit like they did it themselves. I got no love for these niggas, no trust. I'm in love with the bag, I need nobody else. Spank up who doesn't, stuff with no stylus. I made it this fast, where I don't need no help. All this too cold, it's just I got no option. These VVS diamonds I put on myself. You know how it go, yeah. Said this what I do, yeah. Said I pay the price, cause it's I got no option. You only live once and I get it, I got it. Say I give it all, Say how did I fall, yeah. Say I pay the price cause it's I got no option I do for myself and they know that I got it My check's a little bigger, these commas I'm spending the tax bracket different, this shit you can't fit in Money the topic, you know that I got it I slide in the drop, this the shit you can't sit in Sound like they with it Lock up the check when I find out them commas I add to the sentence Tell them let's get it Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 33 of the Splash Cast. I am your co-host, Reggie. I'm your co-host, Norwood, and I'm thrilled to be back in the seat to pod again, man. Let's do it. Back in the seat to pod again. So, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, you're joining us for part one, our ATL edition, where we cover the Braves, the Falcons, and the Hawks. Uh, it's been an interesting, interesting week for all of our teams. We call them our children, oldest, middle, and youngest. Let's start with the oldest, <laughs> the Braves. No, Why no, do we no, say no, that? No, no, uh, 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 uh. World champion Braves. World champion Braves. Don't Let's start with the world champion Braves, the oldest team. Why do we call them the oldest, our oldest child? Because everybody has been a fan of the Braves since forever, if you're from down here, from the southeast. So there's not there was no other teams for a long time, and then they went and got the Marlins, and that's it. So, oh, oh man, Tampa Bay Rays, um, and that's it. Okay, my bad, I forgot the Tampa Bay Rays and the Texas Rangers. No, 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 Southeast, Southeast. Okay, Southeast. I'll give it to you, but definitely the, the Rays and the Marlins. Miami yeah, Marlins care. now. Damn, <laughs> no, no, I care about them. They're gonna move Miami to Canada. But uh, uh, Manada, Manada. <laughs> but the Braves, as 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 my co-host Norwood definitely did just state, and we want to remind you guys that the Braves are world champions. We won the World Series for the second time this we are, year. We are better than your team. All of your teams. Every single one of them. Whatever team you have have, whatever bandwagon you jump on that's not the Braves. We tried. We actually extended the membership to join the bandwagon during the season, and nobody listened. And now we're working. We, we told y'all. We told y'all. We told y'all. 
And, and and now that we are on the Braves and we try two people we try to tell you about, uh, you want to tell them about Isaac? So, yeah, man, I was getting into it. So the Braves have racked up a lot of hardware over since winning the World Series. Got a lot of gold gloves, silver sluggers. Uh, we got another award for World Isaac. Series MVP. <laughs> World Series MVP. Uh, we got another award. Ozzy Albies wins the Heart and Hustle Award for uh, his contributions to the season and his consistency over the season. Uh, he was actually, I think he was our leading base dealer, uh, as well as he had, he committed some of the, I think the fewest errors in the infield is either him or Freddie. So, um, shout also, out to, oh, go ahead. He just, he just stepped up. As soon he as did. the he went did. down, he was like, hey, man. We don't have a leadoff guy right now. I'm going to take that slack. I know that I know that Ronnie is the best leadoff hitter we've ever had, but relax, guys. I'll take over and I'll make this thing look easy till we get him back. And that's what he did. Gotta give kudos to the man who plays hard. Show knows when to show up. And he did everything he was asked to. He was moved up and down that batting lineup. He led off, he batted seventh, he batted fifth, he batted third, he batted never batted third. I'm sorry. He batted fifth. He batted, you know, he was everywhere. So Ozzy was a model of consistency, and it's it's well deserved. Well deserved. Shout out to Ozzy. Speaking of uh Ronald Acuna, you mentioned that he went down with that torn ACL. Well, he is back up and running again now, and he looks good, man. He he's moving on that treadmill. He's got like nine doctors around him watching him. But um, you you would do the same thing with your MVP candidate outfielder. You'd be like, hey man. <laughs> Everybody watch this dude and make sure he's saving him. He not get him off this treadmill and put him in a hyperbaric chamber until he is. Yep, yep. So if he comes back and we we do what we're supposed to in the off season, we may be looking at trying to do something that we haven't done in a long time. So didn't they say? Did they sign Verlander already? Are we or is that still? Uh, we were in the running, but Verlander turned down an eighteen point two four million dollar uh, extension from. Qualifying offer, I should say. Qualifying offer from the Houston Asterisks. He then... Uh, also the non-champions. <laughs> he then uh, went right back and they offered him like $25 million and he took it. So he's back oh, with Houston. Okay. So I, I'm actually not really too enthused about signing old-ass pitchers. I mean, Charlie Morton was the first one that worked out. We signed... Um, I forgot who we signed last year. That he didn't end up playing a game. So Cole Hamels. So he never yeah, even true. ended up playing a game. So I, I'm actually okay with not signing him. So, but ladies and gentlemen, that was pretty much the Braves segment. We really just wanted to let y'all know that we're still world champions. We're still here. Uh, Ozzy Albies, more hardware. We got champion team hardware. We have individual awards. They just keep racking them up because this team deserves it. And Acuna is on the mend, and y'all are in trouble. What else you got, man? Anything else? Well, all of you guys who are not Braves fans to go take a long, hard look at your team and think to yourself, the team that you guys lost to spent the most time at or below 500 in MLB history. Got hot. And we have, we don't have a really hot – well, we're about to have a huge payroll. But we didn't have a high payroll. We didn't try to buy baseball in New York. No, these, we didn't these try are to – Homegrown players. And then we went out and signed a bunch of forgotten players who did not want to be signed, who did not get the opportunity. And, and we still hate. Beat. And they hate and they about hate. it too. And we but. beat y'all, LA Dodgers, who tried well, to buy baseball. So 
peace and blessings to the haters. Amen. Spring practices and y'all, y'all be all right. Grapefruit League is around the corner. You knew it. I was gonna say y'all gonna be the Grapefruit League champions, baby. All all right, man. So let's get it to the to our middle child. Let's get into the Falcons. Do we have to? Yep, we got to. I don't want to. <laughs> We are back, ladies and gentlemen, at episode 33 of the Splash Cast, the ATL edition. We just finished discussing the Braves, and now we are back to talk about the Falcons, our middle child, the no problem clue. child. I have no clue why you started this with yes, yes. It should have been no, no. Um, no, we don't score any points. No, we don't look good. No, Yes, we lose. Our, <laughs> none of our players are healthy. Yes, we do lose. Um but we don't even lose a lot. Like, we're not getting destroyed as far as standings. Not games. Standings. <laughs> games. We are getting the doors blown off of us, ladies and gentlemen. I am so glad you clarified that because I'm looking at the notes right here. It is tragic to watch. <laughs> In two games, we score one, two, three points. Not um, touchdowns. No, not no, field no, no. goals. Points. And, and the other team has about 100. 68. So, <laughs> you want to know what's worse than 28 to 3? 68 to 3. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the jokes just kept coming. Oh, my like, God. Like, man, the Falcons, so they went and played the Cowboys in Dallas after coming off a big win against the Tanks. And we were one game out of being in the playoff picture. We were going to be eighth in the playoff spot. Uh, we had a lot of momentum. I think we won two games in a row. It was something. Something to talk about. The defense looked like they were starting to click and the offense was moving and we lost Calvin Ridley, but still, like, we still went out there and we were playing well. And then we went to Dallas. And the Dallas loss, like, well, you tell me. Tell me what you think about the Dallas loss first because I don't, it's not even like we had a lot of mistakes. Like, it, we just got beat bad. Well, well, there are a few things. Dallas is a substantially better team than us. Just on paper, mm -hmm. if you look at their weapons and look at our weapons, they're just better. Then mm -hmm. there was no Cordero Patterson. There's no Calvin Ridley. Um, what's left? It's 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 Pitts, and it's Matt Ryan. And if you can double Pitts, then who else are you afraid of? Mike Davis? No. No. Three yards in a cloud of dust. That's what Man. he gonna give you. You need two yards, you're going to give you three. You need five yards, you're going to give you three. You need four yards, you're going to give you three. You need three yards, you're going to give you two. Like that, that ain't a cloud of dust. That's a fart. That's what that is. <laughs> Man, so what I've noticed, and then, so we lost to Dallas, 43 to three. Um, Then we played the Pats. The Patriots, that's always going to be, now it's kind of turned into a rivalry game just because, of the 28 to 3 and how much it trash they're talking. Ain't a rivalry about. if you get 28 to 3 and then come back and get restomped out. Ain't a rivalry. They beat us 25 and I was the splash cast was in the building for that game. I had I'm, a great time. I'm glad you were there, not me. Yeah, I wish. But anyway, I had a great time. I was full of beer and uh I met Pastor Troy. 
You know, we were all saying go Falcons. We had a Faster great time. Disaster. Got me some free drinks and I drank myself until I was too blind to be able to see the score because the Falcons Faster lost success. 25 to nothing. And it was 25 terrible points. Like we allowed 25 points, but like 21 of them were set up by the, when you play three quarterbacks and all three of them throw an interception. Wait, hold on. Hold <laughs> two on, hold of on, them are pick hold, sixes. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, bro. We played two quarterbacks, and we played Felipe Franks. Felipe Franks is a guy <laughs> who should be playing minor league baseball in, in Destin, uh, Florida. That's what he should be doing. He's not a. He should be. He's not good. So, in case Felipe Franks was picked by Dan Mullen, who we'll get into in part two of the Splashcast, uh, Dan Mullen to be the starting quarterback a few years back, and he's not that great. And Norwood hates him. <laughs> Norwood not hates that, him. Not that great. You know, that's like saying when you wake up in the middle of the night and you in the dark summon through your room and you hit the end of your, you hit your toe on the bed and you're like, not that great. That's what Felipe Franks is. That boy. And if you really know it, you're like, no, this is awful. This that is, is hilarious. The worst thing that ever happened to me. That is Here. hilarious. So, Felipe, so when you think of Felipe Frank, your pinky toe hurt. That's how you feel. <laughs> My whole foot hurt. Whole foot. Felipe Franks, his biggest claim to fame in college was that he was the only home quarterback to be booed by the home crowd and then talk shit to them after he scored. And they still booed him. <laughs> He's a booable person, bro. Look at it. <laughs> Boo this man. Boo him in Florida. Boo him in Arkansas. I don't know what evil, cruel joke it was to have him play for the Falcons. Um, I think he's best suited to be in a sweatsuit on the sideline, but for some reason they want to dress him out, let him play football. I think it's a poor decision. And the people who are picking Felipe Franks to play football, you need to reassess long and hard about a lot of points in your life because you're going down a path of destruction. Yeah. I mean, what I took from these games, like the defense played – their worst game against the Cowboys. And then the offense played its worst game against the Patriots. And it equals 68 to three. Like the offense was so bad. And I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Thomas Dimitrov, I, the more I watch this team, the more I hate you. I know you fire, you'll fire ass. I know, but Caleb McGarry, all right tackle who has been out multiple games with a heart condition that you traded up into the first round to draft. I feel like you was trying to get fired. Let me stop right here for a second before I get to Caleb McGarry because he's, he's some trash anyway. Thomas Dimitrov pulled the greatest coup ever. He knew he was going to get fired. He knew he was going to get fired, so he said, I'm going to make y'all some shit. So that y'all fire on the way out. <laughs> he drafted Caleb McGarry, who had a fourth-round grade. Fourth. He's... His arms are too short to play tackle, and he's too slow to play guard. And we traded up from the second round to the first round, gave up a fifth round to draft him. And he has been hot garbage. Also, and this is not related, I, don't, I am not saying anything about people that are handicapped or have any type of illness or issue, but he has a heart condition. That makes him unpredictable. That makes him unpredictable. He has been, he has missed multiple games in multiple seasons. He's only been in a year in the league, what, two years, two, three years? 
And he's right. missed multiple games because of that. And then Kobe came, and he definitely had to sit out because of the pre-existing condition. And, and I we, mean, we traded up for him. You got to You got to assume that, you know, anytime that we play Denver, that he can't play in those games. None. Um, just because of the altitude. So, but this is the thing that I actually looked at because I got tricked into paying for the athletic and they've given me a ton of excellent information. And um, I ain't gonna lie to you, that's a pretty good little... It's worth it's the not, money. It's not, it's not the bad investment that I thought it was when I woke up at 8 a.m. one morning and saw that I paid $50 for the athletic. Uh, <laughs> in hindsight, it was great. But let me get back to my point. Over the last 10 years, Matt Ryan has averaged a top 10 offense. With who? Julio. Now, Julio, Jake Matthews, and Ridley for about about a third of that. You said 10 years? The last 10 years? Yes. Well, I mean, we had no, that's not, I mean, yes, he's good. Matt Ryan is great. He is, I see what point you're making, but he also had a lot of help. He has like, yeah, he had, he had Freeman who was good until he wasn't, until they backed up the Brinks truck. He had Tevin Coleman who was good. He had 10 years ago, it was 2011. So he had Tony Gonzalez. At the end of his career? He was the best tight end in franchise history at the end of his career. But he was. We made we made it to the NFC Championship in 2012. Come on, man. He had Roddy White. Yeah, Julio Jones. He was surrounded. We had weapons on offense. We just didn't have great defense. Not, now we don't have nothing. Not considering you did not have an offensive line. And the other part about this is over that same stretch we have never in those last ten years we haven't had. I think it's been at least seven years since we've had a top twenty off. I mean defense. Top twenty. Yes, that is correct. How, how how every year we can't never get defense, but Matt and, and Matt Ryan is making something out of nothing because it's not like we've ever had a dominant offensive line. Tap dancing back there like Billy White Shoes Johnson, boy. And then people and then people still talk bad about Matt Ryan. Y'all make me sick, man. Well, Matt Ryan, I mean, he does have the occasional brain fart, like against Cleveland last year when he decided to throw on fourth and goal when there was a clear lane to run one yard into the end zone. Oh, yeah, you know what happens if if you just get destroyed on every play. You eventually you're like, you know what? I don't want to do this right now. It's not PTSD. like anybody's blocking for the man. They blocking for him now. PTSD. And then he out there the last two games, big ass gash in his hand, like profusely bleeding out. And then the trainer got to go over there and douse him in alcohol to try to get rid of the blood so he can go back out there and play. And he don't complain. He don't get mad. He don't say. I'm gonna tell you right now, if it, if I was Matt Ryan, I wouldn't be Matt Ryan no more because I would have been to cuss everybody out. I'd be like, hey, if I was, if I was Matt Ryan, me. I would have requested a trade when Julio requested a trade. Like, you know what? You know what? I'm going to get on up out of here. Look, Indianapolis, what y'all looking like over there? Would have been getting the getting the get on before Julio. <laughs> nah, this ain't gonna work out. They ain't never had nobody block for me. Soon um, as Julio hamstrings walked away from his body, I would have been out of there. <laughs> but. So, I mean, coming up, the Falcons have the Jaguars, who well, I think they won again. No, they right? didn't. They got stomped out by the 49ers, like 30 to 10. Oh, well. But we played them at Jacksonville. I actually don't have any faith that they were, we're going to win that game. But then we played the Buccaneers. Then we played the Cams in Carolina. Then we played Cams. at the 49ers. <laughs> and then we play um, the Lions, Bills, and Taints to end the season. 
Oh, I don't see on. too many wins coming hold through on. here. Oh no, you said we got five games left. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, run more, run them one more time. Jaguars, Bucks, Panthers, we should 49ers, win. We Lions, lose. Bills, Tanks. So Jaguars, we should win. Yes. Buccaneers, Bucks, we're gonna lose. Yes, by hundred. At, at the Panthers, we should win that. I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do. I don't know what we're gonna do in that game. Nobody. I don't, I, I don't think anybody knows enough about what the Panthers are going to do or the Falcons pick them. The 49ers at lost. At, lost. I don't care. We could play in Death Valley. We could play in Canada. We could play anywhere. We're going to lose that game. At home versus the Lions the day after Christmas. I hope that we win that game. I, I'm now. Nah, what did you think I put my money on it? And then we play at the Bills January 2nd in 37 inches of snow. Don't know what the Bills are going to do. Bills look like. I know they're going to beat us. Right, we Man, can take that to the right. bank. You're right. You're <laughs> Unless right. Calvin really somehow comes back, which ain't going to make a difference anyway because we can't. Why would he come back now? And then, then we end the season with the Tanks. And I feel like we'll win that game. I so I see one, two, maybe I see three to four wins out of the next seven games, which would make us seven and nine. I mean, seven and 10 because it's 17 games. The thing is, in the NFC East, the Saints lost today. The Panthers lost today. The Falcons lost. The Buccaneers play tomorrow. They could all lose. We could end up being four and six and be two games out of the division lead. But the thing is, I mean, doesn't do us any good. We're not going to the playoffs. And how we doing? Like tank now. Go ahead. Let, let's try to get a draft pick out of this. It makes no sense to keep halfway winning the season and then just. We then, actually own the tiebreaker with the tanks, who are in the seventh seventh seed right now. So if we were to, they're at five hundred. If we were to somehow get to eight and nine, we could probably get the seventh seed, and we would end up playing the Packers. <laughs> In Green Bay. Yeah, just tank, man. Screw it. Tank. Yeah, let Aaron Rodgers put get, up a hundred on us. Go get Kayvon Thibodeau. And, and give us uh give our whole team COVID. No thanks. Go get Kayvon Thibodeau, dog. No thanks. Go, go get anybody. No, go I, on. And we can't even draft a uh can't even draft a quarterback because they all suck coming out of college. So Falcons, man, y'all are disheartening, dude. What do you do with Matt Ryan? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that anymore. I used to think we just <laughs> let him go. Now I'm just like, well, whatever y'all want to do, we can do. I don't care. I just, just the crazy thing is, the crazy thing is, Dean Pete. Oh, go ahead. It's like uh, 2K, or you just delete the whole the whole franchise. Just start over. I just start, over. start over. The crazy right. thing is. Dean P's on defense while they did now against the Cowboys, the Lady Nick. It, 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 was, it was horrible. I mean, CD Lamb just destroyed the entire defense, except for AJ Terrell. And I think people are starting to figure out now that just don't throw to AJ Terrell side. We'll go everywhere else. AJ Terrell yeah, but, had an interception it, against the uh against the 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 Patriots. Cowboy, yeah, the Patriots. But I, everything else is open, so it's like, all right. Everything. We're going to run away from Deion Jones. They're like, we only have to block. We only have to stay away from one person at every level. Stay away from Grady. Stay away from Deion, who actually played his worst game of his career 
against the Cowboys. He had like seven missed tackles. And then you stay away from A.J. Terrell. And Fabian Moreau, they walked your ass all the way back to Atlanta from Dallas. C.D. Lamb took your lunch money and your lunch and your girl and spit in your face. Nope. Nope. We're going to analyze it. Nope. 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 So we keep playing like this, and this is about to be a Reggie monologue. I refuse <laughs> to take this beating every day. Already yeah, we'll, deal with Florida looking stupid in their face, and now the Falcons looking stupid in the face. Finally, the Hawks look like somebody again. I, it's only so many times I can I can post a World Series uh, trophy, and that's all I got right now. Well, I am ecstatic and sad about Florida, but we'll get into that. So, uh, ooh, look at the anguish. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's 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 get Norwood out of his misery, man. Let's I'm talk making, about our favorite, making, our youngest child, our favorite I'm, child. I find myself making this face in too many podcasts in a row. Uh, I, do, <laughs> yeah. I do a lot of covering my face. I do a lot of just. All right, the man. Hawks, th- Hawks, Hawks, Hawks. <laughs> hey, they playing at home. We can win at home now. Don't ask us to leave our neighborhood because we become a different team there. But at home, we Hawks, Hawks. All right, man, let's let's get into the Hawks. Man, you hate me. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are now in our final segment of episode 33, the ATL edition of the Splashcast, where we talk about our youngest child, our most talented child with the most potential. The Atlanta Hawks. I can't say they're the most talented. We have the world champion Atlanta Braves. Okay, okay. The the team with the the child with the most potential. Yes. And I mean anything other than talk about them other the Atlanta. (laughs) This like this like this like a compliment sandwich. Like we went good team, bad team, good team. Yeah, we don't want people (laughs) to either you would start out dealing with the Falcons and you probably just cut the podcast off. Throw your computer out the window, your phone out the window, set yourself on fire and cry. <laughs> or you end the podcast with that. I'm like, man, this is really tragic. I don't know if I want to listen to this again. Man, this is sad. I, I'm, I'm having a bad rest of the day. Yeah. But uh, we care about you, everybody's emotions. We care about how you guys feel. And we're trying to keep you at an even keel. So we're going to take you up, bring you down, and finish you on a high here. Mm-hmm. So the Falcons, I mean, the Falcons, Lord Jesus. Stop. Yeah. Stop cussing. <laughs> We said we're not going to cuss on the podcast no more. All there the F words. Falcons, <laughs> one of the words. So the Hawks. The Hawks have gotten it together. We obviously can't win on the road. So we, after the Hawks had a six-game losing streak where five of those six games were on the road and the one home game was against the Jazz. <laughs> uh, we are now playing a home game where we played the Bucks, the Magic, the Celtics, and the Hornets. Um, and we won all of those games, and we all won all of those games by double digits. Beat the Bucks by twenty. They did not have Giannis. Did don't they? care. No, nah, they didn't care. have Giannis that game. I don't care who they had. Is it a, at this point we're only counting L's and W's? I'm a liar. They did have Giannis. They did not have Chris Middleton. Yeah, don't care. So we, it's we interesting. But as you know, it's interesting. I'm gonna stop right there. And I'm not gonna get into a deep dive of each game, but it's interesting that the Bucks blew out uh who did they play after that did, was it the Lakers no I want the Lakers who did they play they played somebody and beat them by like 30 Giannis had like 46 10 and whatever 
and then they played us. Was the Lakers. Same team. Yeah, they got the blew out by the Lakers. Yeah. And then they came and played us with the same roster and lost. So, But I, I, I've been telling people since last year, we're the team that I want you to listen because I know people want to get excited and hear all types of things and not paying attention. If mm-hmm. we are healthy, we are a team suited to beat Milwaukee. We, yes. We, we have enough bigs to throw a Giannis. We can shut everybody else down. Yes. And then if for the most part, unless Middleton scores 25 and a quarter. If we have Hunter and Cam Reddish, I feel very comfortable that they are confident enough to keep those guys in round. Mm -hmm. But what happens is if we don't, we're a team that is very, it's very important for everyone to be healthy because we do not have one single world beater. We have a comp, we are the uh, Power Rangers, maybe where everybody has to do their part in order for us to win. Otherwise, uh, or the, the Planeteers, our powers combined. The Captain Planet. But if, if we missing one, <laughs> then we done. Ah, Now, see, I challenged that, but we'll get there. So we do have a few wins in a row. We ended up beating the Magic after that. Uh, there was a little scuffle between John Collins and... Um, everybody? No, what's the center's name? Who he got into it with? Big tall dude. Um, not Wendell. Um, no, Wendell. Mo Bamba. It was Mo Bamba, him and John Collins. And into it, John was like, nah, they were battling over a rebound, and Mo got it a technical foul. Uh, speaking of that game, Wendell Carter actually, uh, started out high. Cool, yeah, he had a good first, good first half, bad second half. He's a talented guy, but I think he needs that. I think he needs a point guard that's a little bit more, uh, pick and roll centric, a guy who can help him get some baskets, but he can get it, you know. He, he's kind of similar to John to me, just a much I, Yeah, I was about to say, he and, looks a lot like a young, without the athleticism. Yes, without the athleticism, he does have the jumper. But, a better jumper at that point in his career than John does. They about the same age. But he, he, went to, he stayed in college longer. Okay, I mean, yes. I mean, they both won their second contract. Actually, so, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But go ahead. So, yeah, but – and I like Wendell Carter, especially as if you could get him as a backup at that contract for you at $40 million is a steal. Uh, but for me – I didn't even think about that. I think that, you know, really after, like, that Utah-Denver game, we really started turning the corner. Now, we lost both of those games, but those are two games we were expected to lose. Utah's a better team than us. Denver's a better team than us. Especially Denver. Denver was a good game. But Utah has the defensive player of the year. And Utah, I mean, no, Denver has the MVP. Utah has the defensive player of the year. So we we I think we were playing better in those games. And even in that Suns game, the only game that we really and and, and I don't backtrack the whole thing. Well, probably am here. Uh, but Golden State, outside of Steph going for 50, everybody else played regular. And Steph is just in golden child mode right now he give you anybody them 50 bones and you just gotta watch him and it was nothing you could do. it's not like we played bad defense again it was just nothing you could do against that he shot over three people he's frying he us. put 22 points in the first quarter i was like oh well, y'all go ahead and kiss the baby on this one it's hey, gone man respect but i mean i'm just i feel more comfortable that he's just doing this to everybody so it's just not us um, and we played I, the nets we played the net stuff too I think that we've been turning it around. It's just that the schedule is so tough that even if you turn it around, none of these games we're supposed to win. We're not supposed to win Denver, not Utah, not Golden State, not Phoenix, not Utah, not Brooklyn. The last game 
Hell, we beat Washington. Um, Who's number one in the East? Yeah, like all of those games. Multiverse are we in? But I, I'll tell you this, man. I, all of those people who said that the Falcons—I mean, no. Stop cussing! Stop cussing! That is the name of the episode. I wrote it down here just a second ago. The F word. Dot. 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 Falcons. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we lost a bunch of games we were supposed to. But all you guys who said that our season was over because we lost a bunch of games at the beginning of the season. Hey, man, I remember that. And the schedule is lightening up. And we finna get heavy on y'all, boy. So pay attention. Buckle up. All y'all uh-huh. all y'all teams that believe that y'all are it, that are flawed. Like, I like Charlotte. I like to watch them play. They yeah, have a uh, what's his name is is a beast. Oh, Bridges is a yeah. whole man. 30, but he gave us 34, 35. It don't, mat- it don't matter if you don't have a center. We got like four of them. And eventually we just you're just gonna run out. That that that's the same thing I believe is gonna happen to the Bulls. They don't have enough bigs. Uh and then you look at teams like Washington. I don't believe that they have too many of the guys who do the same thing. And mediocre then, mediocrely and, too. <laughs> and then people telling me that Montrez is better than John Collins. And then I go back and look, Trez does not start. He's a backup. You come off the bench. <laughs> and can't shoot. Trez, 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 no, he can't. Trez is just like he's a bully. Like he plays bully ball. He play hard. He's a bully. Like I would take him on our team any day. Yeah, absolutely. But um, when it comes to our the the one thing that's worrying me about the Hawks is that we are winning at home, um, but we are atrocious on the road. Now you did say that we are the schedule is lighting up. We did play a bunch of uh, difficult teams on the road. And also our our if you notice Nate is kind of sh- shortening up the rotation a little bit. He's not playing Gorgie Jang as much. That also coincides with what you said. Capella is getting in shape. Um, our defense is starting to settle in. We're starting to communicate more. That's one thing I noticed about the game against the Celtics. I heard Trey doing a lot. Trey and John and Capella are doing a lot of communication together, and is getting everybody else involved and everybody else in the correct spot which is something I like to see. Um, It's weird because I look at our team and I, and if you really want to think you got to assume Trey and John Collins, one, one A and one B, but Clint Capella is the guy who makes, he may not be, he may not be our best player, but he is easily our most valuable player. Blue guy. We can't play not a lick of defense. When he's not there, when he is not feeling it, we not feeling it. And, you know, John can go out there and hustle his ass off all night, all he wants to. But that presence in the middle to fix the defense is is is, is what allows us to win games. I think that's where you miss on Yeko Kungu. Because oh, at the, yeah. end of, the end of last year when Capello would go out, especially in the playoffs, Okungu would come in and at least be serviceable. He plays – he's a defensive – minded player he yeah. would um block and, shots rebound and he's 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 solid you know he ain't a little dude and i will give him and clint capella credit for not being especially in this age of new stupid bigs who everybody want to shoot mm-hmm. i'm not shooting i'm going to shoot twos now i wish capella made more twos but and i, I would I, I think that our center play will be better once we get a Kung Wu back, because he doesn't he doesn't miss those bunnies like Clint does. And I think that Clint will, as he gets in better shape and just gets a little bit more comfortable, he'll go his shooting percentage will go back up. Because he I, he's been making a bunch of 
not a bunch. The last couple of games, he's done. <laughs> the last couple of games, he has gotten so much better at converting or at the rim. Um, and it's and I saw him hit one of these right here, and the layup the up and under. I was like, and I was like, whoa, whoa, is this <laughs> okay? <laughs> so he was. He's been balling. Uh, as I said, the defense is settling in. I'm very much impressed with how Trey Young is getting everybody involved and still getting his points. And he's actually learning when to go off. Because one of them games, he had like 40, 42. And we won. I think that was Milwaukee. Yeah, like 42. But we needed to have 42. But in other games, like against uh, um, Charlotte, I think he only had like 20 and 10. But he's always... Oh, he had 14 points in that game. But it, yeah, and and that that's the part that still frustrates me is when he is hot and he is cooking, he gonna shoot a hundred shots, and I like the that, Celtics. But, it was the Celtics game. He had eighteen and eleven. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. go ahead. But but when he is hot, he's gonna get up his twenty twenty five shots. Hey, I'm shooting it. But I need him to do a better job of when other people are hot, specifically John Collins extend that same opportunity to him. Let him win this game. Like, you don't have to win every game. And I think that he still wants to be the guy. He wants to be the high man. You don't have to be the high man every night. When John is 7 of 7, let him shoot 20 shots and see how many of those he makes. What I don't understand is when Trey's hot, he gets all his shots. When Gallo's hot, they feature Gallo. When Cam Reddish last game was scorching hot, they give it to Cam Reddish. When Kevin Werder's hot, Kevin Werder's actually, he's actually kind of a backup point guard at this point. So I get that. But when John be like seven to eight, oh, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I'm watching, uh, we're watching the the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the LA Chargers and Najee Harris just got laid out. Oh my goodness. Ooh, this is why you go down instead of oh no hey, yo. wow so that was not the play but he and whatever pause if necessary he was trying to stay up off the turf and he got laid out but anyway back to back to the back to the hawks um you're right john collins is so many times that john collins is like seven of eight eight of eight 16 and nine in the first quarter, and then he ends up with 18. And I'd be like, did he just miss a but no, he was and and we win more games when John has a high usage rate because he shoots high percentage shots. He he's a person who doesn't shoot stupid shots and he shoots and high he's becoming a better sh- better passer, too. Yes, you stole my point. I, I have watched every game now. He he's getting closer to three or four assists every game, which doesn't seem like a lot, but that opens up the rest of his game. So before you used to be able to collapse because you knew, all right, he's going to put it up. Now Mm -hmm. you had that last play, which is one of the best highlights I've seen in a long time where Trey gets the hockey assist, pass the ball to John Collins. They immediately collapse on John Collins. What does he do? Throw the hoop. A year ago, two years ago, John Collins never thrown that hoop. He's probably going to shoot that or he's going to kick it back out when we start the offense over. Not anymore. He's like, no, I can make the pass. Now what Clint Cabela has to do is catch the damn ball. You can't be fumbling these John Collins passes because he's passing the ball right, and you got to finish. And and I, I, that's why I will tr- shoot Trey some bail 
we have missed a lot of good shots. Trey should probably be averaging two to three more assists per game. But our shots just haven't, we haven't been shooting that well. Now we've been shooting the right shots, which I like, but you still got to make the shots. Well, also the thing that I've noticed when it comes to coaching, and this is a shout out to Nate, and then we'll move on to our next point. Um, shout out to Nate is last year, whenever they pressed and trapped Trey, we were kind of lost. And if we ran pick and roll, it was either pick and roll and kick to the three or floater or throw it out to John. Now, as you said before, they're getting a hockey assist. We're starting to hit people cutting. We're getting more people going to the rim. And now all of a sudden we four wins in, uh, in this streak or four or five, and we look pretty good. So that's, that's pretty good. Um, Kayvon. Oh, go ahead. Oh, 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 no. Another thing that I've seen, and, and y'all know how I feel about Dre. Sometimes it's, he's okay. Sometimes I want to take him outside and choke him. But on, on this last, I guess, four or five games, we run the pick and roll. He's been able to hit this, like, long wraparound pass to the guy mm -hmm. in the corner who's typically bogey. Or it's mm -hmm. Kayvon standing over there. And that just gives our offense a whole nother. So, all right, so you got John or Clint in the pick and roll. You got Collins who can pick and pop. You got Capella rolling to the rim. Then you have a shooter in the corner. And if everything works and you play good defense on everything, he's going to wrap that thing around, throw it to the corner, and both going to shoot it. And, 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 and he also developed his mid-range. Yes. His mid-range is getting him open. But go yes. ahead. Well, we got to get out of that mid-range. We shooting too many. Hey. Shoot a three or go to the basket. Yeah, shoot a three or five. I mean, I like the mid-range, but that's fine. Uh, another thing that has has happened that I was, you know, I'm I am really hot and cold on Kevin, aka K Kayvon. When he's good and he's right, he's right as rain, as you say. When he's off, I mean he'd be way off. And now it seems like he was hurt. He did not get a lot of training camp. He did have a surgery. Yep. And now that he's getting in shape, he is hitting shots and looking like he's worthy of that contract. And Cam is finally learning to just be the spark plug off the bench and let the game come to you instead of trying to force it. I think in in Cam Reddish, Kayvon, number one, you come a long way, but don't, you know how he'll get up here, he'll get comfortable in them. Like, I just forget how to play basketball. So we mm -hmm. need him to be more confident and stay confident. And Cam Reddish, I think some of it is you're going to have to take some stupid shots just dealing with him. It's just going to be like – it's like dealing with Trey. You know, every now and then Trey going to shoot that Trey ball. You're like, bro, why did you shoot that? And, <laughs> and he – all, you know, because we almost collapsed in the last game, which I didn't really love at the very end of the game. You don't have to shoot that all the time, man. Let, let's get good baskets. I have no issues with us shooting good shots and missing – with us shooting desperate shots or stupid shots or spin around pirouette 720s, those are not acceptable. Now, Cam, I think that he that just kind of helps him get into the rhythm. I'm just going to do something stupid, and then after that, I feel like I can do anything. <laughs> um, and I just we just got to limit those. Get your get it, and then get out of there. You can't linger in that stupid shot syndrome. Fair. Uh, the thing I am worried about with this team. I think our defense is going to come around with the, the more in tune we get with Capella. I think bogey's coming around. We're getting all of our roles. Everybody's getting into getting into a comfort zone, playing with each other. Pause. 
Um, and DeLon Wright. He, is, the, he got to play more minutes. Lou, hey, man, it's tight on you right now. DeLon does all of this, the small things that you need out of a guy. Now, he's not ever going to be the guy you probably feature. He's probably not even going to be a guy that anybody ever pays attention to. But he gets rebounds. He plays good defense. And he don't. And he makes hold, the right pass. Yeah. And he don't hold the damn ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you need that guy. I wish. And, and they kind of have. If you look at Twitter, they kind of been talking pretty badly about DeAndre Hunter. They're like, oh, well, we may be better with him hurt. And that was I, my next. That was my next question. Go ahead. I, I get what they're saying, but it's not true. But I get what they're saying. Hunter, well, I think he was hurt. Number one, he was hurt. Number two, he was trying to ISO and go do all this other stuff. The ball is just moving better now. But I don't think we're a better team with him. He just has to understand, move the damn ball. Like not nobody on this team is a world beater. None of you guys. Mm-mm. But together, you guys can beat the world, and that's that's what I'm nervous about because it seems like we are getting more and more comfortable because he's been out for so long of playing without him. As soon as he went out, and I'm not, I, it's not all that he went out and Kevin Warder and Cam went got better, but they get more minutes, they get more in the flow of the game, and now all of a sudden they look better. And I think that's something that Nate's going to have to figure out when he comes back, because now you're going to bring back Onyeko Kongwu, who's going to take minutes from Gorgie Jane. You're going to bring back DeAndre Oh, them Hunter. minutes gone. Them Gor- hey, GD, <laughs> bro. You, we're going to pay you. We're going to pay you every game. I promise. Your check will be there. But play, you may or may not play. Lou, you may or may not, may not play. Especially with point. Hunter coming back. Like, I, I mean, but y'all going to have to figure it out, man. But I, I honestly, and Hunter might have to go to the bench because Trey, because Trey and Kayvon look like they're very comfortable together. Bogey gonna shoot it, and then if you look at that bench, it's a damn good bench. You got Delon Wright at the one, uh, Cam at the two, Hunter at the three, uh, who Gallo at the four, Akung at the five. You got points. You got defense. You still got on on the starting lineup. You still got points. You got defense, and it's even kill. And then you know you st- hopefully we'll see Jalen Johnson play at some point. Um, but I think that puts us in a situation where you can't ever, you can't just take us out of the game. All right, well we shut down John. That's fine. That means Clint and and Trey gonna eat you alive. Okay, <laughs> Vaughn gonna eat you alive. And then the same thing with the bench. Like you can't you the the best part about our team is also like kind of the fatal flaw. You don't have one go-to guy. Well, I think with DeAndre, and this will be my last point, I think DeAndre is better served. I'm going to disagree with you and say he's better served to start because defensively, I mean, aside from Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, he pretty much is a lockdown defender. And because our defense was so inconsistent, he was the one, him and John Collins were the one bright spot. Even John Collins has his limitations physically because he's not bulked up yet. He was the one constant that whoever was going off in the game, oh man, you, you Hunter was going to guard you. But see, you can still, you, like, he's like Cam Reddish. You can still, like, okay, there you go. 
hey, 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 Herder. Because you see at the end of games, Herder come out, Bogey come out. Reddish, Hunter in the game. It's time for defense. And even where uh, Hunter uh, hurt, Bogey and Kevin still came out. He put Cabarro in the game. He put Cam Reddish. Hey, man, don't give up no points. That's it. That's it. Just don't give up points. And at that point, if, and Cabarro, let me be clear, he's not Hunter. Not on his very best day, very best hour, his very best minute. But he's competent enough, smart enough, he can get the job done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was a great pickup, and he's he's playing himself into the rotation. So I'm interested to see how we finish off this this home stand and pretty much the year, and then because everybody comes back in January. Um, and oh wow. yeah, Kong Kong was definitely pushing to try to come back before. He's trying to come back late December. He's trying to come back. I think he said, I don't know when his birthday is, but he's like, yeah, I'm trying to come back for my birthday. And I'm like, and then you're right, Hunter. He's been out a week, so seven more weeks on him. I'm Which actually, is the end of the year. Yep, I'm actually okay with him. What are the Steelers doing? Uh, the Chargers <laughs> are blowing this game. Um, but with but that, but with that said, wait, that was an inter. Yep, <laughs> Chargers are blowing this game. I've been trying to like look at the camera, but I'm like every time I look look at the camera, something else happened. Najee Harris got watching. knocked out. I ain't been watching. Then I look back and I thought that I thought that was a Roethlisberger pass. No, nope, that's a Justin Herbert. Uh, but with that said, yeah, for me, I think that our team is finally getting it together. All and I'm looking back directly into the camera. When I look into the camera, I want y'all to understand. What I mean it. I feel it. And I want y'all to feel it. <laughs> uh, with that said, y'all talk so bad about the Hawks because we got a slow start. We had a difficult schedule. We back. Yeah, we and, are and back, we, man. And we ain't Cam Newton back either. <laughs> and and before we get out of here man i know this has been a long segment we're at 25 minutes but before we get out of here i just want to highlight the g league man oh yeah Jalen johnson and sharif cooper especially sharif cooper who's balling too but sharif cooper is impressing me man he's averaging a double double he can get to the rim at, at will like to be touted as being so small so short so little won't be able to he's getting to the rim at will and now his he started, you know, I know you said three threes or pass it, but he's starting to hit the mid-range. And when you start hitting the mid-range as a smaller guard, you're looking at Chris. Now you're looking like Chris Paul, who's only like five eleven, six feet. Yep. Now you're looking like a problem. So I'm very excited about our G League team, the Skyhawks, and uh, our three, well, two rookies in Skylar Mays. Sharif plays tough for a little guy, and, and I told you that. He plays he plays way tougher on defense than Trey has played until this season. I'm gonna give Trey all the credit in the world. He get in there, he gets in the fray now. Sharif came in day one. Well, I might not be the best defender, but I can I can annoy the shit out of you. I can mm-hmm. make it to where you, at least you're uncomfortable. And Sharif is doing it. Jalen Johnson again. I, I I'm trying. I I know that Nate has a plan. And I have to let Nate run his operation. But it just frustrates me because I think that Jalen Johnson on day one was better than Solomon Hill has has probably ever been. But we just fair. I mean, you never know. Like I said, we got like five players that could possibly come and be part of the rotation by the beginning of next year. Correct. So it'll be very interesting, man. Very interesting. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of our ATL edition of episode 33 of the Splash Cast, where we covered our three children, our Hawks, 
our words and our braves so uh, if we don't have anything else man if we missed anything norwood take us out um yeah definitely don't say the f word uh, <laughs> call them the alkins um <laughs> going forward uh this is another excellent pod today was a fantastic day uh episode gonna come out on tuesday we have another splash cast wednesday i want y'all to specifically listen to this one my lb got a hot track off this last snoop album it's gonna be on there and then we'll be right back on thursday with around the league for you guys um with that said number one more black baseball number two more black cowboys and cowgirls uh always love your local hbcu and the one that you graduated from. If you didn't graduate from one, Reggie, where can they send their money? Hampton University. <laughs> no, 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 not Hampton University. The Hampton University, the greatest <laughs> university in all the land. And you can see from my friend's sweatshirt here. Um, and I'm partial that, to two HBCUs, so you can also send it to Southern University too. So, like but go ahead. Send your money to Hampton. Um, <laughs> but hey, man, I've been with Southern. Y'all do y'all thing. Um, outside of that, you could have been anywhere else in the world. You came and kicked it with me and Reggie. We are eternally grateful. Um, we are soliciting thoughts and prayers for the middle child. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, this is stressful, man. It is very stressful. The other two teams, the one is a world champion. That's that's the kids you love. He go out there doing. That's the oldest child. You ain't got to. You ain't got to tell him. They got the trash. She got a good job. You know, hey, grades is good. You got the younger child. He be wilding out, but for the most part, he has the best attention. He got the middle child. Just like, hey, I need, I need some attention. Um, And all of the attention is bad. Um, But of course, you could have been anywhere else in the world. You came and kicked it with me and Reggie. We appreciate that. And outside of that, it's only one thing left to do. What's that, Reggie? Hang Hang out. out. We out of here. We out of here. Also remember to like, subscribe, uh, interact with us. We're trying to get better about uh, throwing some polls up there on Instagram for you guys to participate in, as well as um, we're on YouTube. We're on all your DSPs. Uh, as we told you before, we're working on being able to do Splashcast Saturdays, uh, probably somewhere after Thanksgiving holiday, where we'll talk, where we'll be able to do like preview college football and give you our thoughts. So you guys stay tuned, tune in. And as always, man. Hang out. But also hit hit unsubscribe, subscribe. We cheating, whatever it takes. Put put it on YouTube and let it play for a hundred hours. We are looking to get <laughs> this podcast to the to the world. We support everybody, specifically our HBCUs. And uh we appreciate you guys hanging out with us, man. We're having a good time. Yep. And how do we always end it? Adios, mi amigos. Peace.
flipping my Frito legs. Go get the money, it ain't nothing that's important to me. I showed her a Xanax, she hurry up and took it. I fucked her so good, she got up and started cooking. Rolling up big blunts out a pound of cookies. If you ain't got 40 pounds, then you can't book me. Pull up on the side, your bitch, you wouldn't stop looking. That bitch good as took it, good as gone. I guarantee the night, my nigga, that bitch ain't coming home. I got money to count, I got bitches to fuck. Got packs to flip, listen to bust.